What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rolling with the Gold podcast. Dan here, Nick. We're both donning stocking caps because it's freezing outside and inside right now. So, just trying to give you the actual environment of what's like going on home field, sort of thing. Of, of I don't know. Air, I tried to make air this. conditioning in the yeah. middle of January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to give you the real Wisconsin feel for everybody. So. Ah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. It. Well, so. it's probably a precursor to to this week's episode with you know. Mm-hmm. A, Look at that! See, couple, couple of athletes that I play on play on frozen water. I planned that exactly. One hundred percent did not. One hundred. <laughs> uh, what up? How's it going? I, I'm doing well. Are you staying warm though? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Out of boy. Out of boy. So. Uh, we got a lot to, to catch up on, and I know because we're recording this on Wednesday, so we kind of get to miss out on, on what happens, but obviously the big game tonight, big games uh, tonight, basketball-wise, going up against Stout for both men's and women's. Yeah. And something you like, the doubleheader. Doubleheaders. It's yep. been the talk all week long. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get my wish for next year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Hey, you get one. You get one, though. You get the one. Two, technically. Oh, you get so two. They oh, come when here. they come here, that's right. So here's the thing. Uh, I saw it on somebody else's schedule. Maybe it's Platteville Point. They're also doing a doubleheader this weekend. Oh, okay. So, like, if we're doing it with Stout. And those two teams do it. Maybe you can do it with that's, them, too. That's, yeah. hey, that's 50% of the conference. Yep, exactly. Baby steps. Majority rules, right? Yep. I like Is it. Is that how math works? Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> It's a democracy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not get into it. <laughs> uh, so, the, no, it should be uh, fun. So, women's are up first, correct, at 6 p.m., and then the men's are after that yes. uh, tonight? So Yep. Yep. Be looking forward to that, to the results for that one. Yeah. So. And, and both teams, um, you know, women women need, are looking for the bounce back win. Mm-hmm. Um, Stout, uh, a ranked opponent. Um, they're having a terrific year. Um you know, but it wasn't that long ago that we went over into their building and mm-hmm. had a nice little comeback in the in the tournament. And, That's right, and made things interesting. I still interesting. remember that so, game absolutely. Definitely, definitely could go over there and 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 make some magic, mm-hmm. cause some chaos within the conference. The biggest thing is you look at, and I think we said this last week, and it still stands true. You look at both conf- both both sports standings. Mm-hmm. It is so wide open, men's or women's side. It, mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, on the men's side. Oshkosh lost this weekend. Whitewater lost this weekend. We beat Point this weekend. Right. Like it's it's crazy how you know everybody's kind of just taking their wins and losses every other day. Mm-hmm. So it, it it truly is is wide open. I believe on the men's side, same on the women's side. They can just continue to stay healthy, keep playing. You know, a complete forty minutes of basketball. Mm-hmm. I had, I have no no doubt that both teams will will, will do well. Um, not only tonight this weekend. And then down the stretch as we continue to, to plug on through the, the winter season. Absolutely. Uh, staying with the the uh, well, well, staying with the winter season for now. Uh, I know we're going to be talking some hockey a little bit, little bit later on here too. But uh, men's hockey, uh, just the other night or a couple nights ago here, that uh, five to two victory or number five Saint Scholastica, big what time a, victory. What a what a fun game to be at. Mm-hmm. It, it it truly was. It was one of those where. A little sour, sour taste in their mouth after after dropping the night before five to one. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, at the time, a team that, that came in, Hamlin was four eight and one, um, but then you know, they went out and beat Superior five nothing the night after they beat us five one. So like, 
who knows? And, and that's the thing that I kept telling people was, you know, if they catch fire here, like right now, yeah, that's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. But like, let's call a spade a spade. That was a, a that was a bad loss, especially on home ice. But if Hamlin catches fire here and they rattle off, you know, five six wins, that loss doesn't look as bad because it's a team that's you know maybe they're just finding their groove after the winter break and right. you know could definitely make some noise over in the Mayak. Um, I don't think there's a true front runner. Um, you know, maybe a week or two ago I'd say Scholastica. But with the way that we played, I didn't think there was anything special about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the the women's one there too, uh, you, as you mentioned too, beating uh, Superior over there uh, as well. So yeah, but, again, uh, two headed race. Yep. Them and River Falls. It's going to be a sprint to finish for Falls, still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ho- hopefully we're the ones that can kind of knock them off. And right. I mean, to beat the number one team in the country definitely will will do us justice when it comes to pairwise rankings and. Towards the end of the season, um, for that. Another plug too, if you want to learn a little bit more about pairwise rankings, listen to the previous episode. Robin does a fantastic job. Yes, breaking that down. And so. I, and and I don't know if if you had heard from anybody, but I had actually gotten a couple DMs and just thank you everybody for not only listening but your kind words. Nice. Um, she, I mean, <laughs> you kind of put me on the spot last week. <laughs> to I end, did. Ended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she like. The amount of coaches that came up and, and, and not only thanked me for, you know, mm-hmm. highlighting her, but, you know, agreed with with everything that, you know, that that I said my little piece, but also the intros with all the other coaches. I awesome. think it was one of those things where, again, she's, Robin's an unsung hero in this mm-hmm. department. This department does not run without her, plain as day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was nice to kind of, you know, sit down and chat with her and, and, and kind of and that's the goal something. of this podcast is to learn those stories and to learn more about these integral people that maybe aren't out at the forefront all right. the time right right and I, and I think that's that's the biggest piece and when you know not to go back too far but that's when you and I were kind of workshopping this that was mm-hmm. we want to tell the stories we want to tell you know the behind the scenes we want to you know mm-hmm. introduce people to, to to important cogs in this machine that you know might not get the high the 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 spotlight or right. anything like that and yep. i think robin is a perfect example of that and mm-hmm. you know even though she doesn't necessarily like the spotlight and was you know kind of had to pull pull some teeth to get her <laughs> <laughs> to get her to come in it was it's again it was i think we again we everybody agreed that it's it's her and we got uh we got another one we got to do with her too because i dropped the ball i i think i was caught up in your final uh final uh talking point there i forgot the the lightning round so i apologize <laughs> for, for that she one. just keeps telling me she's just going to keep holding on to those secrets oh which no, i don't know if that no. if that if that concerns me or, we're, or we're gets good. me excited we'll do some investigative episodes then well, on that one. So, well and yeah. my, my text back to you was we just got to get around when we get leslie on for yep. softball i mean mm-hmm. that itself could be like a two, three hour episode with those two in See, here. we could do a, a couple parts. We could do it for two hours, but we can break it up in a couple parts. Part one, one week, part two, the next. You should travel down to Florida during spring break. Oh, that would, yeah. See if my wife would agree with that one. Well, a couple days. Yeah. It's a work trip. Yeah. I'll let you tell her, okay? Can I give you her number so you can try to work that out? Be my PR guy, be my agent there a little bit, see how far that goes? I am a great negotiator. We'll, we'll put it to the task here. <laughs> <laughs> Test my skills? Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so I feel like this is a common theme here too, man, but wrestling again. <laughs> it was so funny. I ran into to Tristan Massey yesterday uh, up in McPhee, and uh, 
I was like, you guys are all bullies. You just go out <laughs> east and you just you guys just went around the country and beat everybody up. Right. And he's he's like he's like we did. I was like, look at the scores. I mean, between Friday and Saturday, they they themselves totaled over a hundred points. Mm-hmm. They like gave up like twenty five. Like they they ran through people. Yeah. Um. So it was a great weekend. Tyler Fleetwood got his hundredth career win. Tristan Massey got his hundredth career win. Um. Wrestling is rolling. They bring things back. Um. Everybody made it back safely, thankfully. Yes. With the snow and all that stuff. Because they were east. traveling all across the country. You're right. right. So. Um. So they take a little bit of a break here this week. Um. And they gear up next weekend. Um. For the Wheaton Invitational. Um. Which is always mm-hmm. going down to Wheaton. It's always. Always a fun one, right? And good, good Midwest competition. Um, so where hopefully they can take you know, take a little bit of, of the momentum from going out east and yeah, co- coming away with all the wins and because we're about a month away already from Wyatt Championships. Yes, sir. For that, so wrestling at their best time right now, using that momentum. Hopefully, just keep going, keep it going, man. Keep so, it, keep it, keep it rolling. It's just whenever I get your guys' emails or I'm looking at uh, on the website and just seeing that, yep, they won again, and it's kind of dominating over yeah. there too. And it's like, jeez, rinse and repeat so far, All right? These last few weeks, man, that's so cool. And, and again, it's it's a it's I mean, it's obviously it's the student athletes, but it's also a nod to Coach Vader because, mm-hmm. like, again, this team, jeez, four or five years ago, not only would they probably not be going on these trips but there's no way that they would be getting the results mm-hmm. they were clawing and scratching to you know come away with, with victories and now we're right. kind of going out and making a name for ourselves so that's awesome that's really awesome uh should we go to uh gymnastics because they just uh well they got uh they're kind of in their season now they just started off with the triangular last week yes and second second place second yep. place which talked with coach afterwards and you know Obviously, you always want to take first, but mm-hmm. you know Whitewater is is a is a is a, is a powerhouse mm-hmm. um, in the Midwest. Um, she was she was very very excited and very very confident after that meet. Um, had a couple of freshmen step up, place top ten, um, especially in the first collegiate meet. Um, mm-hmm. I think making it at home maybe made it a little bit easier. Okay, uh, for them just as far as you know the travel and all that stuff. And, right, you know, but. You know, kind of open up the season at home too, right. a little bit there. But hey, shout out to Blue Gold Nation. That gym was packed. Awesome. And usually with with some of those meets, it's like you can kind of tell. Oh, it's like all Whitewater fans, or oh, it's all Winona fans. Oh no, it mm-hmm. was blue and gold through and through. Awesome. They they showed up and showed out, and that place was was buzzing, and it was it was it was a great atmosphere. Um, it, I, 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 this, this season is, I, I can't wait. I ran into mm-hmm. some of the gymnasts at the hockey games and they were just over the top excited for how the year is going to go. So awesome. Good stuff there. And I know we kind of talked about uh, that program a little bit last week with Robin too. Uh, just, you know, with the la- next couple of years, I mean, you know, with, with the coach coming in with her pedigree and, you know, Nebraska and, and all that, mm-hmm. how can you not be excited about that program? Right. And I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where, We'll have to get Jesse on because it's going to be a, a cool, a cool perspective from her part. Like she has all those, those, she has that pedigree, right? Mm-hmm. She came in with with, with all that prestige, but she wasn't the first one to tell you when she got on campus. And I think she asked more questions than anybody else mm-hmm. as a first year head coach. And just think about the coach she has surrounding her. Yeah, right. National champions almost at every door. Right, right. Coaches that have been here twenty plus years. So mm-hmm. she's not only learned a lot from trial and error, but also you know from the coaches and and the rest of the staff 
here on campus to where I think I think we got something something brewing here. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of national championship uh, coaches and such, uh, indoor track uh, season uh, getting underway here too. So am I seeing this right on the schedule? Going to be in Illinois on Friday, then back home Saturday? So yeah, we actually talked about this because I was unaware too. They do they do it very similar to cross country okay? Um, where they kind of do some of these back-to-back meets, but okay. they don't send everybody. Gotcha. The reason they're going down to Aurora, to Illinois, is because the track is banked. Okay. So it's inverted. I believe. Maybe it's exverted. Intro? Inverted. Inverted? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it, now it, you're testing my kinesiology days of ankle sprains and <laughs> inverted and everted right there. So, <laughs> Well, I, I didn't do too well in geometry <laughs> in high school. But regardless, it, it's not a flat track like everybody's used to mm-hmm. uh, for nationals this year out at uh, Plymouth. No, Norfolk State. Okay. Out east. It's banked. So Aurora is, is one of the only colleges in the Midwest that has a banked track. So what the team will do is they're going to take a couple of vans, take some of their top runners, okay. take them down to Aurora, get them used to not running on a flat surface, mm-hmm. then come back up here uh, for the triangular, which I can't remember the last time we hosted an indoor indoor meet. Yeah. Like we had our first first outdoor meet last year. Right. In how many years? I can't remember the last time we did an indoor one. Yeah. So. I mean, I, mean, I remember being on campus and seeing like the high school ones in McPhee right. uh, over there. But so, yeah, and I can't. Even for for Eau Claire to host one, yeah, the team itself. So they had their alumni meet on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of got the the season kicked off. Yep. Uh, every athlete I talked to, they, were, I mean, again, they're just they're excited. Mm-hmm. They're they're happy to be back, ready to you know to kind of get back in the groove. And, and again, there's there's one goal on their mind, and it is nationals, national championships, man. So is a lot of I don't know if you know this off the top. I got to imagine some crossover with some maybe some cross country runners uh, with with the indoor yes, track. Yep. So a lot of the a lot of the distance events are cross country runners. Okay. Which again makes it just a, such a cool dynamic with with Chip and Dan mm-hmm. um, from the sense of in the in the in the fall Chip helps Dan with cross country a little bit and right more more of the operation side of things. But when it comes to track, Dan does the opposite for Chip. But then Dan is also sitting there, you know, coaching his own athletes. Right. Just during the track season. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and can people? So, like for for that Saturday, to, for a plug, can they come watch the the indoor track meets? Yes. Unfortunately, okay. we will not be streaming it. Okay. Uh, just don't have enough, enough technology. Too right. many other events going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, I believe admission is free. Okay. And it's at McPhee. Now uh, I say that. I don't know if that's actually true. But okay. Just tell them I said it's true and. Nick Hoven. I have enough pull. <laughs> is is the name. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be in the Olson, uh, Olson 8 edition. Okay. So if you're up in McPhee, go down the stairs, walk all the way towards Claremont uh, through the basements. The field events will be down below in the blue gym. The running events will be on the upper track. Right. Um, I believe the high jump will also be in the upper track in the corner there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so got Stevens Point and Platteville coming into town. So nice. that'll be cool to kind of – you know, get a Wyack, Wyack try underneath their belts and kind of yep. you know competes against you know other other people than just other blue golds. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for them, practice is almost a competition every day. Right. right, iron sharpens iron. Exactly. And for them, when you're running against some of the best student athletes and mm-hmm. throwing against the best, and yep. I'm excited to see how our how our field field events do, especially with some of the transfers he's got coming in. Ooh. Yes. Nice. So that's another way to, or another reason why you should be stopping over if you got nothing going on this weekend. Oh yeah, on Saturday. So uh, before we just to, to kind of 
go back to him now here quick because we're going to be talking some more hockey with our guests coming up here. But I wanted to go back, too, because uh, not only did they get the win, but it was the the anniversary celebration that you had, had talked about last week, bringing in, uh, was it the 40th celebration? 40th anniversary 40th. of the 1984 NAI National Championship team. Okay. And that was, those guys are hilarious. Yeah? They are They are so funny. They're, they were so, so happy to be back. Um, I think we ended up getting like 18 of the 24 guys oh, that wow. were on the team uh, back in town. Nice. So it was cool to kind of sit sit and talk with them. Took took pictures and stuff like that after the first. They got recognized on the ice, mm-hmm. um, and then they had a little you know get together at Dooley's afterwards and just hearing the stories. And mm-hmm. it truly is is one of those things where it's like you know they 40 years ago like they they're still blue golds. Mm-hmm. They, they they truly are. Right. So that was that was fun. You know, especially you know to get the win on top of it. Saw a good, very good hockey game and absolutely. Yeah, it was a special night. Good deal. So. Uh, should we since wrap it up there with the first part and talk some more hockey? Yeah. Coming up here? Let's rock. We've got a couple players coming in here to, to talk about it. So uh, let's take a quick break. Brief word from our sponsors, and uh, we'll talk some more blue gold hockey after these quick words. Where do you go for great burgers, drinks, and fun? Wahlburgers inside your local Hy-Vee. The Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores have a large menu, including a kid's menu, plus a full bar. You'll find the classic Wahlburgers favorites, including Mark and Donnie Wahlberg's favorite burgers and Chef Paul Wahlberg's famous tater tots. Plus amazing appetizers, sandwiches and salads, and delicious shakes and desserts. For a great meal on the go, check out Wahlburgers at Hy-Vee. Hey sports fans, there's no better feeling than when you're watching your team dominate. But remember, when the offseason comes, you can still channel your team spirit with a fresh coat of color. Ask Sherwin-Williams how you can make every day feel like game day with over 1,700 colors and a top-tier coaching staff to bring the energy of your team spirit home. Shop online or visit your neighborhood store today. All right, we're back, and we're going to continue our hockey conversation. Nick, as usual, why don't you introduce our guests yeah, in the studio? Yeah, got a pair of uh, the assistant captains from the Blue Gold men's hockey team here today. Um, I've kept the Blue Golds very nationally known, um, always in the top 15 uh, throughout the past two seasons. Made a couple uh, WIAC finals appearances. Uh, just two guys that are very down-to-earth and, and truly exemplify what what the meaning of being a Blue Gold is and their their energy and is just is infectious whether it's around the rink or on campus. Um, I think both of you kind of walk around campus and get noticed no matter where you are. Um, <laughs> whether you know it's it's just just your your personality or you know one of you possibly missing a tooth, but we can get into that later. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, Sam Martell, uh, Colin Stein, or as I call them, Marty and Steiner, uh, join the podcast, fellas. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. You got it. So first things first, let's kind of get to know you guys here a little bit. Uh, tell us your, your, where you're from, background uh, a little bit, and uh, what drew you to, to play hockey over here at U, uh, UW-Claire? Yeah, so uh, I'm from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Um, grew up playing hockey, started playing skating when I was two years old, so obviously I've been part of the sport for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played uh, youth hockey at the Chicago Fury in Orland Park. That was a youth organization that I played for, and then... I got uh, drafted by the Topeka Roadrunners okay. out in Kansas, so I played there for a year, and unfortunately, uh, halfway through the year, I broke my leg, tore my ACL, MCL, Ooh. PCL, so it was a big uh, rebound. Holy crap, yeah. In the summer, 
uh, going into the next season, I was lucky enough to get drafted by the Dubuque Fighting Saints in the USHL. So I played there for half a year and then got traded to Fargo Force in North Dakota. Pretty cold up there, so yeah. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, and then the, I finished off my last year of juniors, my age-out year in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota for the Bobcats. Okay. And then uh, luckily enough, I was in uh, playing St. Cloud, and Matt Lone uh, came down to watch uh, one of the games and uh, talked to him for a little bit and obviously did some research on uh, blue-gold hockey, and mm-hmm. everything good came up, and I knew that I wanted to be a blue-gold, obviously seeing that they're a winning organization, uh, their cultures culture is unbelievable and the mm-hmm. school obviously is a great schooling so I knew when uh, Loner talked to me I said all right well I want to be a blue gold and lucky enough I've been here for four years and nothing but great has been coming out of this awesome all right how about you Colin yeah um same as Mart I started off pretty young three um played for the youth organization of the Waukesha Warhawks for a couple years okay um moved on to the Milwaukee Junior Admirals played there for nine years so that was a long journey for me um, after my U18 year, I ended up getting uh, signing a tender with the Minnesota Magicians. Okay. In uh, Richfield, they're no longer a team anymore now. Right. Uh, the Wisconsin Windigo. Yeah, over in Eagle River. Eagle River. Yep. 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 Um, so played there for three years. Um, cool experience there. Ended up making it to the Robertson Cup. So that was a really cool experience. Um, after that, the past two years of my junior career, I had. I don't know, I think a total of like five or six guys that ended up coming to play hockey for the Blue Golds. Okay. So um, not being able to go D1, I ended up like thinking about going D3, obviously, and uh, talking to a bunch of my past teammates. They were like, yeah, you got you to gotta come try out the, the Eau Claire team. You know? Yeah. So I uh, reached out to Matt Lone. Um, you know, he gave me a tour and everything like that, campus, the rank, the uh, the whole atmosphere was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Even talking to guys that were on the team for one or two years, they they had nothing but great things to say. So that's how I ended up here. And it's, happy about it. Yeah, it's it's really cool to because you guys got those similar backgrounds with NAHL or, or wherever. And you know, obviously we've got the Steel here in, in Chippewa Falls, but with it's so unique, I think, for for hockey because listening to you guys talk. You're teenagers, but you're getting drafted. You're getting traded. You know, you're signing right. contracts and all. It's it's a little different for a lot of these college athletes who, you know, maybe are just playing in high school and then they they move on from their high school teams to to, to their college teams. You guys are traveling the country. Oh, you yeah. know, as as teenagers <laughs> yep. already playing. How big of adjustment or or was it an adjustment for you guys at, at a very young age to be you know maybe moving away from your families and 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 playing hockey? I mean, kind of a Let's just say it, not a normal, probably, teenager nah. for, for high schoolers out there. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely not. Um, I think Marty can probably uh, relate to this, but, you know, playing AAA, I think was kind of a good easing way to go into juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it, it doesn't compare to being on your own. But right. Throughout AAA and stuff, I mean, you travel all over the United States anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you're playing AAA, you're with your parents and stuff, so it's a little easier. But right. Um, it's definitely makes the adjustment easier, um, but yeah, I mean, traveling all over the place as on your own, mm-hmm. um, living with a billet family too—that's that's an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I think being at a billet house, um, it really, really ma- makes you mature. Yeah. Um, as a person, so I think that's something that hockey benefits you. Mm-hmm. Um, at being as a person as well. So. Right. Yeah, going off what Steiner says, obviously, like, 
when you get drafted and you go to these junior teams, obviously these Bill families take you in, and obviously they do background checks on them. But mm-hmm. going into these Bill families, like these Bill families take you in and they make you feel like you're their own kid. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously an awesome transition, and they make you feel welcome. Like obviously you spend holidays with them, you get to meet their uh, extended family also. So mm-hmm. uh, going into these Bill families and hanging out like with the Bill uh, family kids and uh, playing with them and just. Uh, getting to know their family is something special mm-hmm. and it, it really does stick with you uh way down the road from here on out right so with your with you guys' experience you know with that traveling and playing on multiple different teams you know one thing you know nick and i have kind of asked some, some other athletes you know the biggest adjustment for maybe going to high school to, to college you think you guys benefited you know maybe ahead of a lot of maybe some other athletes you know maybe moving from a high school level to to college where you guys were going up against some of the best players already, you know, in your in your age group. Where that progression to to play college hockey was maybe a little bit easier for for you guys, would you say? Yeah, I mean, obviously playing in uh, juniors, uh, it obviously uh, helps you improve your game and the speed and mm-hmm. the aspect of it. And obviously, your transition from juniors to college is obviously a big jump. But um, playing juniors, playing against the best uh, kids in the country. Uh, you obviously learn some more skills. You learn the speed, and then coming to college, obviously it's a lot older, right? Because obviously in D three, a lot of the D three players come in when they're twenty one, and they graduate when they're twenty five. Mm-hmm. So I think the big jump from juniors to college is just uh, getting stronger and bigger. Because obviously you're going to be going up against some big guys and a lot of stronger guys since they're older than you. Mm-hmm. But uh, playing in juniors, obviously, luckily enough, playing in the USHL, uh, I got to play against the USA NTDP team, which is with. Uh, I played against like Jack Hughes, Cole Caulfield, so oh, okay. a lot of the top end NHL players now. So mm-hmm. I got to learn from them and learn what they uh, what they do and how they uh, prepare for games and their speed. So it obviously helped me a big time coming from juniors to uh, college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, something that people probably don't quite know about you know junior hockey is that it's real tough on you. You know, uh, mentally, they. They have a job to do as well, you know, being their coaches and mm-hmm. having their owners. They want a successful program there. so Right, yeah. Yeah, so even with Marty getting traded and everything like that, I was lucky enough that I was on the same team for three years, you know. <laughs> so just me and one other kid the entire three years. So uh, it's it's definitely a high competitive league. Right. Um, nothing but the best that, you know, each coach wants out of each team. So yeah. So helps, helps prepare you for college for sure. What was, you know, and because and, I maybe I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but what was that decision like for you guys? I have to imagine, you know, to make that decision to pursue your career, to pursue your, your, your you know, to, to play hockey. Like, you're going to leave your friends, you know, maybe leave your school, leave, mm-hmm. leave your high school and all that. I mean, how difficult of a decision was that for you guys? Or was the passion so deep for hockey that it was like that was your driving focus and that was your main goal and it made it a little bit easier for you? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, um, it wasn't that hard to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I think my main goal throughout high school, because I played uh, AAA throughout mm-hmm. the entire high school, so I never had to leave high school early. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that helps me in that perspective. But um, I guess the main goal throughout high school is to play junior hockey. You know, so I knew at some point throughout high school that I was going to have to leave hometown, you know, leave everything behind and just go play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was really a cool part of my life, and I, I don't think I would uh, – I wouldn't change it for the world. You know? Yeah, yeah. So many memories. Like, yeah, nothing beats it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. Uh, obviously, as soon as I put the skates on, I knew I wanted to have a passion and uh, 
a successful career in hockey. So I knew at one point I was going to have to leave home. And mm-hmm. I would say the only hard part was just leaving my family. I mean, obviously playing on all these teams, you're meeting great guys. These guys are going to be your best friends for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So going on to new teams, even getting traded, obviously everyone's so welcoming to you. Like um, they're always there for you and, and things like that. So like these guys that I uh, play with in juniors and obviously now here for the past four years are – gonna be my best friends for my rest of my life and obviously some of them are probably gonna be in my wedding so it's awesome to uh obviously expand and go to new teams and meet new players and right it's just a great atmosphere absolutely so kind of with that i mean obviously i see it when you go to like the men's hockey golf outing like every single class kind of stick like like you said you're making friends for life they just kind of stick with each other they're golfing together come back to games together stuff like that from the junior side of things though um do you, and I kind of always see it after the game because I'm sticking around the rink, riding the recap and, and stuff like that, and seeing, you know, for for 60 minutes, you know, you're battling hard with the other team, you know, you're, you're getting getting physical and stuff like that. But then after the game, there's sometimes where you know guys will stay afterwards and and talk with guys on the other other team. How cool is that at that aspect of it to be like, you know, for 60 minutes, it doesn't matter who's on the other who's on the other side of the puck. You know, I'm gonna go as hard as I can, but then afterwards, you know, kind of chop it up with with some of the guys that you know for your snare played with for, for three years, or you know played whether it was in the USHL or or in the NAL um, for you, Marty. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like going into a game, everyone has a job, right? Everyone wants to win, everyone wants to make it to the tournament, everyone wants to have a championship. So, obviously, like you know, the games are coming up, and you know, like some of your buddies are on the other team, but um, obviously, you shoot them a tax or. I'll give them a call before the game saying good luck and uh, looking forward to seeing you. But as soon as you step on that ice, it's go time. Like, there's no buddy-buddy system. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to ease up and uh, go in the corner with them and not hit them. Like, obviously, everyone has a job. But then when it comes down to the end of the game, whether you win or lose, obviously it's good to see that person for a quick uh, couple minutes and catch up with them and talk to them and uh, obviously wish them the best for the rest of the season. But it's just always great seeing those guys that you played with in the past and catching up with them because obviously um, you don't get to talk to them as much as you did when you were on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marty nailed that uh, spot on there. But uh, <laughs> the only thing I would probably add to that is that uh, sure, it's the same with all sports, you know, but it's cool with hockey, you know. You go out there, you have the mindset of wanting to compete, you want to win and everything like that. Um, it even happens in our practices, you know. You go out there, compete with each other, but at the end of the day, you're in the locker room, you're just you're back to normal, you know, mm-hmm. your best friends again. Um, I think that's one of the cool aspects of hockey. You know, you have a mutual respect to go out there, grind. You know, mm-hmm. hit each other. Right. At the end of the day, you're just you're just best friends again. Right. Yeah. Hit, some, hit some people a little harder than others. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, you guys. You, one of you mentioned, you know, D1 and, and all that, but it wasn't you know? I know in a couple like a couple years ago or something like that. There's always kind of been talk like, you know, you can tell me if I was speaking out of turn, but I remember a couple years ago like could. Blue Gold Hockey maybe play D1 or something like that. And, you know, I believe it was a couple of years ago they went to Arizona State. To, was it to Arizona State they played? Yeah, four or five years ago. They four or five did, yeah. years ago over there too. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like that there's a big talent gap for, from Division One to Division Three. W- would you guys uh, agree with that? Uh, that set? I mean, you, you guys are probably a little biased at, at that point, that point yeah. there too. But it doesn't seem – and maybe, Nick, that's something you can kind of talk about too. But it it seems like when you think of college hockey, it's Division One and Division Three. I wouldn't. As a top. I'll, I'm going to let you guys answer. I, I want to just put my piece in there. I mm-hmm. don't think it's much of a talent gap as it, it does come down to dollars. Gotcha. It truly yep. does. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that 
kind of handcuffs Eau Claire um, is is facilities, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're we're renting a, a city rink right now. Now the hope is within you know I don't know how many years that we can possibly purchase our own and, and make some renovations and go and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there definitely was, was talks about it, but I think it, it wasn't just a a talent gap mm-hmm. um, situation. I definitely think it came to you know how are we going to fund this? How are we going to because you look at, I mean, a lot of those D1, D1 teams, they're run very, very well. They're run very similar to professional teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, think it's thinking of teams like Minnesota, Wisconsin, BC, BU, like mm-hmm. it's charter flights, it's it, it's full staff, it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. the amount of money that kind of gets thrown around. Right, exactly. Reminds me of like baseball, you know, you know where, I, and I guess where I'm getting at is like the draft, like the NHL draft. You know, because you've got these kids in, like, the NHL draft. You know, last year, a kid from Chippewa Steel, Adam Guy on goalie, was drafted in the second yep. round. Right. Whereas baseball, you know, you've got these kids getting drafted in high school. And it just reminds me a lot with, with NHL, with, with the hockey. It And that talent gap was the wrong thing to say. But it's like, you don't have to play Division One to get drafted or, or to play a professional career. That's kind of where right. I was yeah. getting at at that point. And, you know, that's is that something you guys, I guess, think about? you know, for your future career, because you guys, this has been your whole life right now, has been playing junior hockey, playing, you know, since you were two years old, putting skates on, you know, is that something that you think about, you know, you're playing in Eau Claire, like, hey, because in football, let's be real, Division Three probably doesn't get, think about playing in the NFL, because it's, you know, you got right. once in a while, you got those guys. Hockey's different. Baseball's different, where you have that chance. Is that something that you guys have kind of thought about, or still dream about, potentially playing at at that professional level? Yeah, I mean, obviously, growing up playing hockey, obviously your dreams always make it to the top mm-hmm. top of the leagues. So, obviously, playing like to, uh, playing D3 instead of D1, like, obviously, going through hockey, there's a lot of different routes you can take. Obviously, there's different types of junior leagues that you can go to. There's top-end ones, obviously. Obviously, every junior league is going to be competitive, and it's just a little uh, a roadblock in, the, in your path, obviously. But... Uh, going from uh, D1 to D3, I mean, it's just a different route. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, D3 players that go play in the in the SPHL or the East Coast, and those are all like little farm leagues for the uh, NHL or the AHL. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of fact of uh, stepping down and obviously making your way up in the levels kind of, as mm-hmm. you can uh, see it. But, um, yeah, obviously uh, growing up I've always wanted to obviously play professional after I – uh, and my career here, mm-hmm. so um, we'll just have to see uh, what happens at the end of the season and see if any uh, coaches reach out to me and just go from there. And that's kind of so. Like after your collegiate career, is there still more opportunities for for you to to play? Because you know a lot of them. There's like, let's again, football. There really maybe isn't a whole lot of opportunities. Baseball, you know, maybe you got the the minor leagues. So when you guys are done playing, I think you're a junior, right? So you got another year there. But when you're done graduate is there more opportunities for you to kind of continue your career oh yeah so obviously you can like i said you could play in the sphl the southern professional hockey league and Mm -hmm. then uh that like leads into the east coast hockey leagues but also i mean there's a lot of guys that you see going from d3 and go play overseas too in europe Mm -hmm. and uh or sweden and leagues like that so like there is a lot of potential and a lot of opportunity to uh continue my hockey career after uh my four years here, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that I'm lo- really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everyone has the dream of going to play professional hockey league. Um, every 
everything that or everyone that I've talked to, you know, that's played hockey in the past is play hockey as long as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a passion for it, play it as long as you can because one day you're not going to be able to. You know, your body's not going to be able to handle it. Um, so I have the same goal as Marty. You know, I'm trying to play after after college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got one more year though. Um, I mean, I guess compare or uh, on the note of you know NHL or D3, you know, going to NHL. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very, I guess, unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, at the D3 level, it's obviously still possible and stuff like that. But um, you know, coming to play here at Eau Claire, um, it doesn't take away the fact that you know I still want to get better every day. Right. Um, you know, everyone on this team still has the same goal of competing hard and. You know, we all have such a passion for the game that mm-hmm. we want to give it our all every single day, and we want to do something special here, and we want to win. You know, mm-hmm. we want to do something uh, national tournament-wise, WIAC-wise. You know, we want to come out with a win here. Right. At least it sounds like too, from from what you guys, because you kind of, you know, I didn't know anything about like professional leagues out there. It's unique in that sport too, where it provides you opportunities to to continue to play, yeah. and not a lot of other sports can provide you that opportunity to play too which kind of makes it unique in that aspect. Definitely. So, I think a huge component of that is just the hockey community itself. Um, I think, I mean, I know Lone knows, I think it's like the Pensacola uh, owner down in the SPHL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a number of guys go to, down to Roanoke, um, play for the Rail Yard Dogs. Um, it's it's just one of those things that it truly is about, you know, who, who you know. Mm-hmm. And Lone being a former Blue Gold who actually – was drafted and right you know played on an nhl team he, he's got those connections you know around the country and i think that's one of the things where again i think it's it's up to the guys and kind of like marty said you know you want to play as much as you can until until you can't anymore mm-hmm. and so if that's what you want to continue to do there's definitely avenues for that right would you guys agree that and again you might be a little biased too that because the hockey is, is so unique where because it sounds like it almost sounds like you guys were playing professionally before you came to college, right? With with your NHL leagues or anything. When you use terms like drafted, traded, you know, I signed with so and so, then you go to college there. It, it it just seems like it's a it's a, a unique compared to so many other different sports out there that you've gained that adult experience before you were even hitting the college ice. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's even off the ice too when. Uh... You know, say you're graduating high school, everyone's talking to you about, like, oh, what college are you going to go to? Mm-hmm. You're like, no, nah, I got to go play juniors first. Right, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got three years before I go to college. Um, so I think that's one of the unique aspects of it. And, I, you know, I'll say it again. I think junior hockey helped, you know, us coming to college 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps us mature more. Um, it gives us a different point of view on life. Um, you know, and it's just a lot more responsibility that we had to take on. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps us a lot in the long run. I was then just to kind of piggyback off that too. Um, how because you know one thing we've talked about with other athletes or even coaches, you know whether it's basketball and playing AU basketball, you know these camps or, or summer leagues and that. How important do you think it is if somebody's listening right now that you know I want to play college hockey? You know I'd love to play for for the Blue Golds. How important do you think it is to play to to kind of go a similar route with you guys? Maybe doing those other leagues or or playing in, in you know summer or going to camps and that. How important it is you, do you think it is to do all that to, to get at that college level? I I think it's the only way, mm-hmm. personally. Um, it's just got so many benefits. You know, you got the competition, you got the real-life world experience, um, and, you know, that's what coaches are looking for. Mm-hmm. They're not only looking for how good of a player you are, you're look, they're looking for everything off ice as well, who mm-hmm. you are as a person. Um, 
So, I mean, with playing junior hockey, you know, it comes with <laughs> Oh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Going off Steiner, like obviously uh people that wanna go the junior route or play college hockey, I think of it as like uh when you grow up, it's like a job. Like if you aren't performing, if you're uh not doing well, you're obviously there's other guys on the team. You obviously carry uh, a lot more guys than what the roster can play. Mm-hmm. So you can be in and out of the lineup. So there's no off nights. There's no off days. Uh, you got to give your best whenever you can every night in and out if you want to have a successful career and uh, obviously make it up the ladder and play Division One or Division Three hockey. But if you put your mindset to it, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, going to obviously when you're younger – because you can't get drafted uh, until you're 16 years old. But there's also these future camps that all these uh, junior teams hold mm-hmm. that you get to go to and uh, you get to play in front of their head coaches, their assistant coaches, their scouts, other uh, their uh, teammates that are on the team right now. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, obviously something very special. And uh, uh, whether you're obviously 12 or you're going into your draft year, uh, you just got to put your mind to it and uh, give it your all every night and – Make sure that when scouts do show up to your games, uh, you're performing your best and give them the uh, best show that you could possibly give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because it, I remember talking to some steel players back in the day, and and their main goal was to play college hockey. You know, whenever I would talk, I mean, they're 16, 17 years old, and you'd ask, you know, what's your, play college hockey? Do you know, to have somebody want to want me to play college hockey for for them? And it kind of sounds a similar. It was similar for you guys back in the day too. That was the number one goal. Well, and I think Division Three definitely has blown up um, within the past couple of years. I don't know if you guys can kind of agree with that or not, but like to the point where like this year they're adding a thirteenth team to the NCAA tournament just because of how many teams mm-hmm. there now as we have the addition of Dubuque this year as well. Um, and I think hockey is kind of just you know booming in, in that sense. Um, but at the same time, um, I kind of just thought about this, kind of going back to like your the D one versus D three. There are guys that. You know, will go out and play D one the freshman year, mm-hmm. and whether they're just not getting ice time or it's just not what they thought, they'll come back here. I mean, we got two guys from St. Thomas who who went to St. Thomas their freshman year when St. Thomas made that jump to D one, and they came back here. I mm-hmm. mean, we got Tyler Love who played at Robert Morris was D one. Fortunately, they folded. He came back here, and, and and that's that's the one cool thing that I think, um, and we've seen it with other sports with like transfers and stuff like that. Maybe just not fitting in at the D three level. I think the cool thing. Is you know you have you make a, you make these connections, and they want to you know they, at, at first they might say you know what I'm actually going to go play D1 this you know and maybe they kind of just shrug off D3 or something like that, but if it's not something that they're comfortable with or it's not the situation they thought, then they come back here. Mm-hmm. The thing that I that I kind of think I at least I take pride in is that every single time those guys you know come in after their freshman year somewhere else, they're never leaving. Well, and that's like you know kind of like. Because I hear it from from other people, you know, there's this, and it's wrong in my opinion. They have that that negative connotation, like, oh, D one's got to be the best, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's where I feel like D three's got so much talent, though. Like, right. like that's where I'm trying to get at is like the talent there is so incredibly high with, with that level. Maybe compared to other sports, you know, like in 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 terms of like the, the hockey talent is so incredibly high on there. Right, and and, and I and I I. I'd be willing to die on the hill of. I'm sure there's some D1 teams out there that 
these guys could give them a run for their money. I think that's right. true for any blue gold sport, and mm-hmm. you know, I it would extend it even throughout the WIAC. Mm-hmm. I think again, you know, you know me, the WIAC. I'm a firm believer WIAC's the best conference, yep. you know, in the nation. Mm-hmm. I truly think that 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 talent gap has kind of definitely dwindled within mm-hmm. these past couple of years. I think a big, I, I, another big part of that is the no true Division Two for NCAA. But again, it's it's still a very very high high pace, high intensity, very skillful mm-hmm. um, situation. So now that you guys you know kind of rewinded a few years ago when you joined up the Blue Golds, you know the 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 history. You know, I mean, targets on your back probably. I mean, because you're always up there in rankings, one of the best you know teams in in the country. What's that feeling like knowing that you know you you're, you're hitting the ice? And a lot of times you've got that target on your back from, from maybe the opposing team. Is that something you embrace? Is that something that, you know, kind of gets you maybe a little bit more motivated uh, for, for those games? What's that What's that feeling like knowing that all eyes are on you, uh, essentially, and, you've, and you've, you're and you going to get everybody's best shot, essentially? Yeah, obviously it's uh, something special, um, being ranked and having a target on your back. Obviously you know every game you go into here on out, you're going to get their best hockey. So obviously that just shows you that practices during the week leading up to Friday, Saturday games, you have to give it your all and be well prepared for these teams that are coming in because obviously they're going to give you your best shot because they want to beat you because mm-hmm. they want to go around knowing that they just beat a top-ranked team. And uh, so that's why, uh, I mean, every day going into uh, practice or whether it's Friday, Saturday game, everyone has to show up and be ready to, ready to go. Just like a job every day, you got to show up and give it your all and you know that they're going to give it their all. So it's uh, obviously something to be grateful for, knowing that uh, Blue Gold Hockey is top uh, Division three school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a top Division three school for many years, and they've obviously had a very uh, good past with a winning organization. So it's just something very special to be able to put on that Blue Gold sweater and go out there and play for your school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, along the same lines of Marty, um, when I came in, it was just the uh, getting over the COVID season, mm. you know. So, I mean, from what I was, from what I understood, the uh, past seniors and everybody, you know, the un- upperclassmen were uh, were pretty upset about that close season. to national. Uh, uh, they were the national bound. Yeah. They yeah. were a week away from playing round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I I understood as a freshman that they were pretty upset about that, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, my freshman year, I understood that you know we needed to come back and do something special. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up winning the WIAC that year, so that was really cool. Um, cool experience for me and as well as everybody else on the team. But, you know, getting getting everyone's best game means that you have to be on your top performance that night as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's game in, game out, uh, shift in, shift out, you know, whether it's in practice, preparation, preparation's key, you know. Uh, taking advantage of your four days of practice and then coming into Friday, Saturday and absolutely dominating and mm-hmm. keeping that consistency is very key. Right. Uh, you gave me a look. I didn't know if you were just waiting for your next question. <laughs> we don't have the eye connection thing down yet. Where I could I'll go back to raising you. my hand. Yeah, please raise your hand uh, over there. So, uh, so you know, playing and does it? Do you guys pay attention? Because I mean, on the other side too, the women's team's really good. Yep. Is that something you guys? Is it kind of an internal thing? You know, uh, I don't want to say rivalry because I mean you're out of the same team. But like, does it almost push you guys? Maybe like, hey, we got to match what they're doing, and, and maybe vice versa. Is that something you guys pay attention to a little bit there, or is it just like, you know what, we're all blue golds? 
You know, yeah. we're, we're just cheering for the same, the same amount of success. I, I there. think it's along the same lines of that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we obviously support the hell out of each other. Um, whether we have a home game and they have an off day, they'll they'll come out and watch us and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really cool how much we support each other and we can both see success on each sides. Right. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we're all at the same school, so mm-hmm. we always want the best for whether it's women's hockey, football, basketball. Like, obviously we're all going to support each other and wish the best on everyone and have a, a successful uh, season. But, um, I mean, I don't think there's any, like, rivalry, like, all, like, they just won their last two games. Like, we need to win the next three. Obviously, that's just our mindset in general. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to win as many games as possible, and we want the women's hockey to win as many games as possible. So it's just awesome seeing that we have uh, two great organizations, women's hockey and men's hockey, having uh, a successful uh, season right now and in the years past. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to to have that, you know, that A on your sweater, you know, a captain, assistant captain on there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my junior year, it was an honor to uh, get announced being uh, an assistant captain, and you know, it's it's very uh, something very special. Um, being a leader is obviously uh, something very key on hockey team, but I think the, all 28 guys in our locker room are leaders, whether you have an A or C on your chest. I mean, we're all 21 to 25 years old. We're all mature. We all play juniors. We all know what it takes to be. A, on a winning team and have a successful uh, season. So um, obviously it was uh, very special to get announced being assistant captain, but uh, that doesn't change uh, uh, who I am or what I do in the locker room or what I do on the ice because uh, each, each day and uh, each game day, like everyone's a leader and everyone can uh, do something special, whether it's uh, picking a teammate up if they're mm-hmm. having a bad day because uh, – just having a letter on your chest does not mean that you can't be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Marty there. Even, like, we're all 21 to 25 years old. We, we're we all mature, um, no matter what. For the most part. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I graduated I, got... <laughs> I, I graduated when I was 22, and you guys were saying 12 to 25. I was mature when I graduated yeah. college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess for the most part. Um, but, no, you know, we, we all take each other seriously. You know, mm-hmm. we all – we all have a say in what we do, um, and we have a special bond on our team that, you know, it can't be broken. You know, we're all very close to each other. We all we all know we have a job that needs to be done, and we all have the same goal at the end of the day. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, just like Mark said, no matter what you have on your chest, doesn't doesn't matter. So I'll ask you. Maybe I'll ask you to describe Marty and vice versa here. Oh. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy. So, I mean, you hear, I think it's a, whatever sport, you always hear what type of leader are you? You know, what type of leader are you a quiet leader? Are you a lead by example? Are you a rah-rah, you know, speech type of leader? How? What type of leader is Marty? And then, Marty, you got to do Colin after that there too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never met anyone like Marty. Um, I mean that in a very positive way, though. You know, he, <laughs> way to clarify. <laughs> yeah, very positive way. Um, there's a lot of energy on the on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark brings something that I don't think many people can. You know, that's energy day in and day out, um, keeping people positive. Um, and I think he's a he's a lead by example. I don't know. I want to say in a silent way, I guess, but also in a vocal way. I guess a mixture, <laughs> very both. But yeah, he takes on what it means to be a blue gold very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing workouts, uh, 
I mean, just giving it his all every day. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's fun to watch and you know be a part of. Mm-hmm. All right, you got to follow that up now. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously, uh, after our junior year, we had it was uh, uh, me, Willie, and Ty Reedman as the captains, and obviously Ty Reedman left. So uh, me and Willie went to uh, coach's office, and we had to announce another assistant captain. And uh, it's just stood out to me that Colin Stein was a leader. Um, playing with him for the past uh, two years, knowing uh, what he does. Yeah, I, I can't uh, say anything more than Colin Stein is probably one of the hardest workers on our team. Um, coming in and uh, always seeing him in the gym, whether it's an off day, whether it's off season, uh, Colin Stein was always in the gym. He's always wanted to get better, and he always wanted to do whatever it takes to be at his best and to help out his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Colin is a, I would say he's a lead by example. He goes out there every shift, and he knows what it takes to be a blue-gold hockey player, and he's laying it out, out on the ice for all the boys each day, each practice, each night for game nights, and uh, it's obviously something special, and uh, he it's well-deserved that Colin Stein has an A on his chest. Look at that. That was really professional sounding there, too. You are a captain, I can <laughs> tell right there. <laughs> Well, and I'll just I'll just kind of say this and pump your guys' tires a little bit. Um, <laughs> it uh, it's definitely been I, I want to say I don't want to say it's it's been an easy choice for coach, but you guys definitely emulate the same leadership skills that the captains before you um, do. Whether it was you know Charlie Wyand, Jake Hoffner, Jake Bresser, you know you you had on the list so many guys that have made such an impact to this program. You guys are, are right up there with them, and it's it's one of the cool things to see. Where, I mean, I've I've seen both of you from your freshman year grow until you know the players you are today. And I mean, I think the biggest thing for you two is hardest working. I don't think you guys have an off button, which at times can be scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching you guys just buzz around on the ice, but I I truly think it, it's one of those things where it I don't even I would I would go to say there's not even just three captains in that locker room. I think there's there's ten, there's twelve. I mean, some some days there's probably what twenty eight, yep. right? And that's that's the cool thing is that these guys don't let that that like classification or just that letter on their jersey go to their heads, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at the end of the day, what special powers do you get? You to talk to the ref, and that's about it. Yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, it it truly is, you know, they they truly do. Like I said when I started, they truly do emulate, you know, the rest of the captains before them and and stuff like that and. It's just one of those things where it's a nice little mm-hmm. pat on the back. You guys mentioned a lot, just kind of you know talking with you here a little bit about what it means to be a blue gold and, and you know putting on that that sweater. Is that something that coach has kind of uh, that that culture that he's kind of created within there that he kind of talks to you guys a lot about? Is that something that's been something day one about what it means to be a blue gold? Is that, does that come from Coach Lone? Oh yeah, it does. Uh, obviously, even just doing past research on how they've just been such a winning organization, like. Coming in to play for the Blue Golds, I mean, as soon as I walked in, going back to, like, the D1, D3, like, it felt like a D1 organization. Mm-hmm. Like, we have all the top-end players. We're, we're getting everyone's best hockey every night. And being a Blue Gold and putting on that Blue Gold sweater is something that every guy that comes through this organization is very honored to do. And obviously you see in the past for golf outings or alumni nights or even this past weekend we had the 1984 team come back like mm-hmm. obviously playing four years for the blue golds and then graduating coming back is obviously something very special too just seeing the 
new blue golds coming in, coming out. So obviously putting on that uh, logo for uh, every day is something I uh, take very gratefully and mm -hmm. very honored to be able to put on that sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, being a blue gold, something I noticed right away when I came on my first visit here was uh, on the back of our jerseys, our practice jerseys, we got earn it. Ooh. So I, yeah. I think that's one of Loner's, you know, mm -hmm. big things around the locker room and uh, around our atmosphere. Um, and something that stands out to me that made me also want to come is that he's all for getting better. You know, some guys might make the might make the decision that when you come and play D three, like oh, it's it's D three, it's, it's a joke. I, I'm I'm here now. It's it's whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he's got the mindset, and it affects all of us that every day, you know, we want to get better. Still, doesn't mm -hmm. matter what we're playing, we're still trying to excel in what we do. Mm -hmm. So one thing uh, to kind of wrap it up before we get to lightning round, I will not miss it this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I asked this for. For every athlete that comes in here, what does your day look like? What 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 does a typical day look like for for you guys? And I want to see if there's a common theme, and I'll bring it up after you guys kind of describe it. But what's <laughs> okay. what's a what's a what's a what's a day a typical day look like for for you guys? Are we talking this month right now where we have no school? Nah, dude, uh, with school. With, with school? school, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it means you got to get up early and all that stuff too. So yeah. yep. <laughs> all right. Um, my day. Well, I guess it varies now, but. Um, for the first two years here, I've had uh, many classes in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd rather get my classes done in the morning rather than after practice when we're all tired. Yeah. But um, probably wake up around 7, 7.30 for uh, an 8 a.m. class. I've always had an 8 a.m. class, but uh, it's good to get that one out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I have about three classes a day, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m. You know, it varies between all that time, mm -hmm. and we obviously have that time blocked off between 12 and 3 p.m. for our, our practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> after classes, come home, maybe get a quick snack and stuff like that, uh, pack up and get ready to go to the rink. Um, Monday, Wednesdays, we'll have workouts um, before or after practice, depending on your class schedule, because we can also have classes after. Um, but for me personally, I would work out before, and then uh, we'd be on the ice at 1, and then practice time usually varies between then. Um, I usually get off the ice, take a warm bath, ice bath for the legs, you know, <laughs> recover. Um, get treatment if you need to. Marty's a big treatment guy. <laughs> Always in the AT room. Always in the AT room. This guy, yep, maintenance. Um uh, head home, grab some lunch, um, homework if you got it, you yeah. know. Otherwise, something cool I like about about our uh, our team is that we all live pretty close to each other. So oh, we, nice. we like to hang out with each other after. So, nice. you know, just keep the bonding going. Mm -hmm. um, and then dinner, more homework, you know. Afternoons are pretty, pretty relaxed for me, um, just eating and doing homework. Right. I would say that's about it. Yeah? Yeah. Have anything to add to that, uh, Marty, or? I mean... That's pretty much the same as me. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm never taking an afternoon class here, so that's I got lucky with that. So right. I got to take all my classes in the morning, and then go to the rink, work out, mm -hmm. practice, and then basically my day was done. But uh, just one more thing to add. I mean, something like uh, Steiner said is obviously we all live close to each other, so there's a couple nights during the week like none of us have hockey, and we'll all get together and we'll. Uh, play like Monopoly or play like board games or mm -hmm. uh, I mean my first couple of years we played 
some video games, but like that's not something we do anymore. It's that's over with. <laughs> but um, or even just like uh, all get together and just sit down and watch NHL games. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, it's not like we're just at the rink and we're together. We're always together, mm-hmm. whether it's at the rink, uh, taking classes together, or just after a long day of practice, just chilling on the couch, hanging out with each other. So nice. it's something special that we have as a group and uh, bonding with each other is something that we do 24-7. So the the one theme that uh, uh, a lot of athletes, and I'll ask you guys this question before we get to lightning round, that I've asked is they they one of the hardest parts, they always kind of forget to eat. What, do you find that, uh, I know you mentioned a couple times there, but do you find that's kind of one of your hardest parts of the day because you're so busy with class, practice, treatment, ice baths or something like that? Would you would you agree with that? It's like almost you kind of have to remind yourself you have to go go and eat a little bit, or is that different for you guys? Uh, I mean, it's a little different for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat much. Yeah. Uh, maybe one two meals a day. Uh, this past like month and a half. Wait till you get older, I, man. You're gonna <laughs> eat all the time. <laughs> this is like past month and a half. You know, I've been getting some crap about it. Like, uh, why have you been eating and stuff like that? But you know, even I'd say even on game days, like I like to eat like one meal at like 12 o'clock and mm-hmm. nothing for the rest like i i just like to play on a light stomach that's just what i've uh have done since i've been here and even in the past so i mean i would say uh for me it's not that hard um obviously also this year we're grateful to have uh janice as our trainer and uh she always puts out little snacks at the rink for us uncrustables uh beef stick cheese crackers stuff like that so uh, we're very lucky to have a trainer like that that does and mm-hmm. care so much about us and so whether you have um, morning class and you have enough time to grab something to eat uh, there's always something at the rink that she provides for us to have a quick uh, bite before we step on the ice mm-hmm. yeah shout out Janice <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Martin and I are completely like complete different ends on this yeah <laughs> I, I eat all the time um maybe the first semester of freshman year i figured out like you gotta find time to eat otherwise you're gonna mm-hmm. run low on energy yeah um but I, i'm always eating yeah i will i will find a way to get some food in me you nice. know, no matter what because i don't know i just think i think it's important right exactly be, be fueled yep. all the time yep so yeah but obviously some guys like mark don't need it <laughs> <laughs> all right did you have anything before we get to to lightning round or? Nah. What? Nope. Oh, I thought you said yeah at first. So So I'm actually going to ask you first because you opened it up by saying these guys, well-recognized around campus and and all that, why why is these guys, you know, when they're walking around, what is it about them that people know who they are? What's unique about these guys when when they're walking around? I think it's just their personalities. I I think these guys are very outgoing, and um, I think it's one of those things where I will say, I mean, it can't be easy coming into a campus when you're 21 and everybody else is three years younger than you. Yeah. Right. Like, like for real though, like it's sitting, sitting down in one of your first classes and you look around and everybody's, you know, you were a junior or senior in high school and they were freshmen and kind of being, you know, kind of sticking out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for one of, one of these gentlemen in particular, um, using a certain word, calling everybody babe, um, oh, maybe, we gotta find that out. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe is is a cause for for that. But I, I truly think it, it's one of those things where I mean, 
you know, I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like even just like wearing the blue gold hockey gear, I mean, mm-hmm. people know who the, the hockey players are on campus, and they're well respected um, because again, it's it's the success that they've had over the years and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right, who's the one that does, babe? Who's who's that? That's me. That's you. Where did that come from now? So. Marty, babe. Uh, honestly, like, well, going back to, like, high school, uh, I don't know, like, I started saying beauty all a lot. So that was a word that stuck with me. And then as soon as I went to juniors, I just started calling everyone babe. Like, uh, <laughs> and it just stuck with me. I came here, started calling everyone babe. I, I mean, every day, I, I don't know, I maybe say babe a hundred times a day. Really? Whether it's Steiner babe. <laughs> Whether it's Willie Babe, like I call everyone on the team, I'll say their first name or their nickname and add Babe to it. Nice. And uh, I mean, it's just something that's stuck with me. And then ever since I came here, everyone knows that I say it. So now my nickname is Marty Babe. I and like that. Fun fun thing is uh, on my stick, uh, it says Babe on it instead of Marty. So it's something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just stuck with me. And now I say it all the time. I like, I like it. You got to roll with it, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Awesome. All right, so since we were talking about food, one of our first ones we always ask is we get the lightning round favorite food. Well, I would say any of my mom's Italian uh, food, meatballs, pasta, nice. ravioli, stuffed shells. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I'd have to go with the classic uh, steak, mashed potatoes, and some sort of veggie. Nice. You know, so, just an all-around, well-rounded meal. How, how do you like your steak? Medium, medium well? Medium rare. Medium rare. That a yep. boy. That a boy. Do you have a favorite cut? At all, or just steak oh, in general? Just no, just any. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's solid. Uh, favorite movie? This is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cliche, but I'd have to go with Miracle. I was kind of wondering, Knew it. yeah. <laughs> Knew it. Of course you were. What are you going to say? Slapshot. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> What kind of uh, music, what's your favorite music, or what's the music you're listening to before a game, If or what's on in the locker room, if you got anything on? Yeah, um, before a game, it's 100% rap or rock, mm-hmm. whatever gets you going. Yep. Is that what's on in the locker room, too, or? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Who, who's got the music this year? Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, right? Yep. And how has he done? Uh, I'd say he's, he's, done a, he's done a very good job. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, comparing to uh, some of the guys in the past, uh, Steiner's by far the best. But uh, I mean, I'm just on game days, whatever Steiner's playing, I'm listening to. I don't uh, have AirPods in or anything like that. But mm-hmm. if I'm just a normal day, I like a big uh, 2000s nice. throwbacks. Yes. That's me. That a boy. That is a, that is a big thing in hockey for one guy to kind of control the stereo. I don't know if it is the same in, in other sports. What do you do if? If somebody you know grabs the aux cord and with whatever they put on, you're just like, nah, this ain't it. Like, do you just, I mean, with with the technology and headphones nowadays, right? You can just block out the right. entire world. Mm-hmm. But like, do you ever like have a conversation with them, or is it just like, do they lose their privileges real quick? Do you throw that A around? <laughs> <laughs> play, play the captain card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a, for example, for uh, road games, we bring the speaker. Our, our, portable speaker on the bus and when we're like 15 20 minutes out we start playing music mm-hmm. and uh we actually gave uh aaron swanson a chance to play some uh, <laughs> to play some music on i the... love how we phrased that too <laughs> gave him a chance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh we gave him a chance to play music on the bus and 
you know, he just he just didn't have it in him. And <laughs> Needless we, to say, he will not be connecting. Yeah, we just clicked the Bluetooth button so he would unconnect, and we told him that he lost privileges and <laughs> gave it back to Willie. I love how he's, like, so professionally talking about it, too. Gave him a chance. Just unclicked him. And, yeah, it's, know, a job. It it's a job. It's a job. We're on to the next. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, how about if you do have some downtime, are you guys streaming anything, like on Netflix, Hulu, or what was the last thing you, you maybe binge-watched? Oh, well, actually, uh, now with, obviously, Winterm, we, uh, me and my roommate Connor Schmuel, we started uh, Peaky Blinders. Yes. So yeah, we yeah. we uh, already watched the first five seasons, so we're on the last season, season nice. six. And uh, we also uh, started a, uh, a show called The Reacher. Yep. And yep. Uh, you know, waiting for Thursday to come to finish up season two. So. Nice. I've been uh, been watching a good amount of shows uh, over winter. Absolutely. Peaky Blinders, good poll. Yep. No, it's-, it's also Marty Babe's second nickname. The Reacher. <laughs> the Reacher. Um, I don't really have a favorite show to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, something I'll do though is just if I'm just you know sitting around, whatever, I'll toss on the favorite classic, The Office. Yeah. All right. You I mean, too. That, nice. That yep. sense of humor is just my favorite. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get old. That's yeah. That's mine too. Like if I'm just looking for something in the background, it's The Office. Yep. Turn 100%. it on. Yeah. Absolutely. So favorite character in The Office. Uh. Hmm. What if I go top three? Okay. All right. <laughs> Is it the generic top three then? Maybe. Okay. Because I'm putting Kevin in there. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's yep. three. Yep. And then I go mm, Jim and then Dwight, number yep. one. Yep. Yeah. Good poll. Yeah. Can't forget about Kevin and the chili. So. <laughs> uh, who's been your biggest influence in your life? Uh, I mean, I'd say my biggest influence is definitely my mom. Uh, obviously, don't need to get into the full story, but uh, back uh, my first year junior, she was diagnosed with cancer. And mm. but uh, it's something I uh, wake up every day and grateful that she's still here with us. And obviously, uh, going out there and playing hockey and being grateful that she's still here to be able to watch me is something very special and mm-hmm. something that I do for her. Well said. I would have to say mine's got to be my parents, um, even my grandpa. Uh, they've been with me since day one, and something something cool about me is that I'm adopted. Okay. So, um, you know, I keep that in the back of my mind every day. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm so grateful to end up, you know, having the opportunity to play hockey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's giving me so much, and just grateful for it every day. So it's awesome to be here, you know, being mm-hmm. a blue gold here with Marty Babe. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got awesome backgrounds. You guys are really good kids, man. I mean, you're not kids, you're adults for crying out loud. I got to remember that too. So uh, uh, how about now I just lost what I was going to – oh, favorite hockey team growing up as a kid or maybe that still is right now? Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. No current. Leave. Okay. <laughs> Make that times two, Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Hashtag Bedard. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. That's IR. Good. That's Ooh. fine. What's yours? Mini. They're yeah. just as bad as the Hawks this year, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware. <laughs> who was your uh, favorite player as a kid, or who did you try to emulate maybe as a kid? Uh, well, so I, before I came here, I played 
uh, defense. Mm-hmm. And then my last year juniors, we had too many uh, forwards get injured, so then I played forward and came here as, as a forward. And But uh, back in the day, I'd say I uh, modeled my game after Tory Krug. Okay. Um, he's obviously a smaller defenseman, uh, very offensive, and that was uh, something that uh, I wanted in my inventory, obviously being a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to always be uh, an offensive defenseman, and I've always watched him growing up and try to model my game after him. Mm-hmm. Um, so vice versa of Marty, I used to be a forward. <laughs> Changed halfway through and defenseman. Um, but growing up when I first went to a Blackhawks game, I loved Taze. Mm-hmm. Uh, never could pronounce his name right, called him Toes. I did the same thing, dude. <laughs> my first yeah, year, my yeah. first game is a yeah. first game. You know, found out it was Taze from a from a uh, nearby fan. Every because so I, like, I don't okay. know if you, it was like younger when they were, and I remember all my friends were like, "Go hashtag don't don't toes with us," and I yeah. always kept saying, "Don't toes with us." <laughs> so I kept screwing it up too. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, as my career came further along, I I love Duncan Keith. Mm. You know, his his footwork, skating ability is just so fun to watch, and his playmaking ability. So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. What well, you do? You guys have another favorite sport besides hockey that maybe you enjoy watching or, or anything like that? Uh, f- football is always a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love sitting down with the boys and watching some football. But mm-hmm. um, I played lacrosse in high school. Oh, as I've well. always wanted to play lacrosse. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, especially yeah. along the the physicality lines of yeah. you know hockey. Right, whacking someone with a stick was pretty crazy. <laughs> so yeah, can that, actually that take my... your aggression out on somebody. <laughs> yeah. Can't be doing it on the ice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty basic, just Sunday football. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, there's nothing better than getting with the fellas and sitting down on a Sunday watching mm-hmm. all the games. Um, but, I mean, other than that, just hockey and football. Right. What, uh, do you guys have a hobby you do during your downtime, like just maybe to kind of get away from, from, from anything? Uh, I mean, just not really a hobby, just uh, when it's nights out, we play pickleball. Okay. Because it's uh, the tennis courts and the pickleball courts are right across the street from our house, so mm-hmm. that's something we get a big group of guys and go play pickleball, or even just go to Wild Ridge and play a quick eighteen. Right. Nice. Yeah, I would have to say golf. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of good golfers on the team. I was just gonna ask who's the best one. Probably Blake Kriska. Okay. Yeah, that guy will shoot around. 71, 72. Oh, don't say that. I, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> I'm always in the cart with them, and I'm like, I'm out there shooting like 90. But, yeah. Nick wishes, wishes, well, wishes he could shoot 90. Oh, yeah. Why, would I, want, why would I want to go to 90? I'm, I'm happy in the 80s. You're not in the oh. 80s. Come on. Hey, we saw him at our golf outing. Nowhere near that. <laughs> oh, okay. Steiner. <laughs> That's awesome. See? Got called out. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. All right. So to, to wrap it up here, I'll, you know, I know you're graduating, Marty, but you got another year here. So, yep. I mean, kind of the, the future, you know, everybody asks you, what's your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in, in five years? I know it's tough. Because both are you both business majors yep. at, at some point there, too? Business? I'm, I'm information systems. So information I'm systems? Along the side of business. Oh, jeez. Where, where do you guys come up with these majors? I went easy in Kins. I was going to be a Phi Ed teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where where do you hope to maybe see yourself in five years? Um, I would say still playing hockey somewhere maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or, you know, I've I've uh, got a nice little apartment. Um, probably somewhere in Milwaukee. 
Yeah. Um, back up near my hometown, um, back where all my friends are and everything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, probably there with just some sort of job, yeah. you know, along what I want to do with my career, I guess. Would you uh, Would you guys, and to kind of feed off that too, whenever you are done playing, hopefully it's not for a long time yet, mm-hmm. but is coaching something you, you thought of at any point? Yeah, definitely. Um, not sure if you are familiar with the uh, – Valley Sports Academy. Yes. In yep. Chippewa. Yep. Yep. The past two. PSA, yep. Yeah. Past two springs, I've uh, the guy Chase Hoople, mm-hmm. um reached out to our coach Loan uh, about two, three years ago, and asked if anyone wants to do some coaching. So I reached out to Chase, and uh, the past two springs, I've been coaching eleven and twelve year olds. Okay. So I've I've had a blast with that, you know, mm-hmm. teaching them back where where I used to be one day or. Er, Back where I used to be previously, so yep. it's cool to see that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, obviously, what Steiner said, obviously, play as long as you can, but um, I think I'm going to, when it does come to an end, um, I'm going to move to uh, Minnesota, into the cities. Uh, don't really want to go back to Chicago. Just, no? <laughs> no, need a new scenery. Yeah. So, uh, move to Minnesota and um, probably uh, go into sales. Okay. See what I can do in uh, that career and go from there. And uh, going off of coaching, I actually, the first uh, year that uh, Chase Hoople offered that, uh, I also coached a 12 to 13-year-old team. So we had a couple tournaments out in Minnesota. And obviously it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Obviously uh, me and Steiner were both uh, uh, thankful that we had coaches that helped us get to where we are. So we want to get back to the community and get back to the younger uh, generation and do that for them too. Absolutely. All right, before I let you guys go, I got to ask. I did it with the wrestlers. Is no tooth kind of a uh, – I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a badge of honor like I asked the wrestlers with the cauliflower ear. You, you know, you, you got the no tooth, man. You're, you're rocking it right now. Is that a badge of honor for, for you right now? or? Uh, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's 50-50. It's, <laughs> people either love it or they don't like it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean – they got to know you're a hockey player once. Yeah, they, you know, you're, exactly. You're I mean, that smile, it's a good, so. uh, it's a good conversation starter. Mm-hmm. But uh, how did it happen? Uh, it was my actual, actually, last year juniors, and uh, some guy shot the puck, and his follow through, follow through hit me right in the face. So, mm. yeah, I lost uh, this one obviously, and then my one next to it's half fake. So luckily, I was able to keep that one. Man, do you have anything like that? You, you're protecting the pearls. It seems Not like, fake. yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you just got your specs. You could take it out. Yeah, it was falling out before. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Wow. Got it fixed over Christmas break. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's why I never played hockey. <laughs> that and I can't skate. So <laughs> wear your mouth guards, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. Hey, this was a lot of fun. We might have to do this one again. We could have went it a little bit longer, but uh, we appreciate you guys coming in and uh, best of luck on the rest of your season and uh, bring back a championship. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so much. Us. Thanks for having us. You got it. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Big thanks for tuning in. And a quick reminder, don't forget, if you're not following or subscribing to the podcast, go ahead and do that. Click that follow and subscribe button and give us a five-star rating and a positive review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you on the next episode of Rolling with the Golds.